0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Simon means Simon in French. Uh, je sais pas si vous parlez français. Uh, I say that because uh, I've been in America for 22 years. Uh, I've been on the air for 14 years. And I remember back, way back when, I went to an interview, actually at CNN or Fox, I don't remember where, comment on something, and then they said, come back when you can speak English, which <laughs> I did not forget, even though I was already on the air, but not good enough for TV. And uh, it sparked in me the desire to speak English better, and, and I met my English teacher, Veronica, and we've been working together ever since. So uh, thank you for bearing with that heavy French accent with me every night, and for you know, being patient with me. Uh, I do what I can. But now, back to you, Call the next. Bonjour, Carla.
2: Bonjour, Simone. How are you?
1: Good, good. What's going on tonight?
2: Okay, so, you know, I've been having problems communicating with my boyfriend. And I know this happens a lot in relationships, but my communication style is so different from his. Like, I like to talk, and he gets very quiet. Unless we're, like, out with friends, and then all of a sudden he just opens up and just talks to me completely open. And it's the weirdest thing. So I'm just trying to figure out how to open him up more to communicating.
1: So when you say he's pretty quiet, it's not. so you would ask him questions he doesn't answer, or he's not really into talking, how would you define he's, the time alone with him?
2: He's, he's painfully shy, I think. And I knew, I knew that, but, like, we've been together for seven years.
1: Seven years?
2: And it, he hasn't changed.
1: He's not going to change. So my question for you is, how much does it bother you, the fact that he's like that?
2: You know, in the beginning, it didn't bother me because he's so beautiful. And when he wants to say something, he says it. But it's gotten a little bit worse. And it's to a point where now I just want him to open up about... Just his life
1: and himself, and well, it becomes maybe, a battle. Mm-hmm. Maybe you intimidate him in private, right? If the, if if he's so at ease in, in a group of people, and yeah. so unat ease with you, then it's about you. And yeah. what I mean is, so maybe you, you, your way, you ask questions. Maybe you try a little smoother approach to make him feel safer in his answers, and mm-hmm. let him come when he's ready to do that.
2: I think that's a great idea. I, I, I'm open to doing anything to make this work because it's definitely starting to weigh on a relationship.
1: I can tell. There is an unspoken though. You know, it's not just that. There is an unspoken between you and him. What do you think that is? Something you guys haven't said.
2: Um I don't know.
1: Like where I is mean, this going? Why are we not married? I mean what you see what I mean? Is there something like that going on?
2: Maybe. I didn't even think about that. I mean, we've been together for seven years. I'm hoping that he'll wake up and he'll... But I didn't even think about that. Maybe that's
1: That's the unspoken. That's what he doesn't want to talk about with you, and that's what you want to talk about with him, and you don't speak about it, either you or him. So that's why I think truth is you want him to commit, and you don't say it because you're afraid of what he's going to say, and he's afraid also to talk about it. So my advice is to talk about that point, say... You know, I was thinking about the other day, and I was wondering, you know, how do you feel about our future together? And you let right. him answer. And then you're going to say how you feel, and you guys can decide what to do.
2: Yeah, that, that's a great advice. Thank you so much.
1: You're most welcome, Kala. Thank you very much for calling. Good luck to you, and have a good night. Thank you. we got to talk about the power, negative power, of an unspoken in a relationship. Next. So I want to talk about the, the, the effect and the power of what I call an unspoken in a relationship. And what is it? What is an unspoken? It's something that you and your partner have both in mind, but haven't had the courage or by fear or by you know, anxiety, the courage to talk about, really. So it creates resentment. So let me give you an example. My last caller, Carla, goes, you know, well, me and my boyfriend, we have a communication problem. And when, he's, when we're together, he's very shy and quiet. When we're with people, he's having the time of his life. He's talking his way out of everything. And then we talked about the unspoken, that after seven years, she wanted to know, are they going to get engaged, married, and so on. But she never asked him. And so that's an unspoken. And the reason usually we do this, the reason why unspoken is like rotten seed planted in, a, in the root of a tree of, of the relationship is that it grows until you speak up. And let me tell you exactly the consequences of that unspoken. Next. So now that you know, you know what is an unspoken, something you and your partner should talk about but are afraid to talk about, what's happening if you don't talk about it? What's the consequences of an unspoken between you and your partner? Well... It's going to slowly eat the spontaneous romance. It's going to eat the the fun. It's going to suck out the energy and the joie de vivre of the relationship because you and your partner have one thing or a couple things on your mind. For instance, your partner has hurt your feelings and you haven't talked about it yet. Now they're kind of unspoken or, of course, any form of abuse. So anything that needs to be discussed that you're not as like little seeds but rotten seeds that's going to eat alive the relationship. Really, suck the joie de vivre and the fun and the desire, the ooh So don't keep the unspoken for yourself. Speak up at the right time. Always after a good meal. That's my advice. Koza next. Any questions about your relationship, call me now, Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Leila.
3: Bonjour, Simon. How are you?
1: Good, good. What's up tonight?
3: So I've been dating this guy for about eight months, and he's a part of a men's only club. And once a month, they do like a big event where it's just the guys, and they actually have um, strippers come in. Oh, okay. I just feel so uncomfortable every time it's about to happen. And I don't know what to do.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you that. But how does that make you feel?
3: I feel like he's putting our relationship on pause so that he can have this, like, I don't know, this, like, all-out guy's night. And I get super anxious, and I feel like it puts a strain on our relationship. Because I feel like I'm already, like, projecting blame for anything Uh he's about to do.
1: Because you know what happens in those places, right?
3: Yes.
1: Right. So no unspoken between you and I, at least. What happens in the champagne room? We it's not just champagne. It's just. Mm-mm. Okay. So uh, are you guys exclusive?
3: We are exclusive.
1: All right. Well then, listen. I don't know why you would not address this with him and say, "Listen, I'm not comfortable with it, and um, you know it's going to be between me and our relationship and the boys in the champagne room." Because I personally will not stay with a man who'd rather spend once a month, you know, with his friends and with exotic dancers, but we know what happens. So I would I would be straightforward, straightforward. Why not? Lay it down, girl.
3: Yeah. I think I'm afraid that it'll be a make or break thing. So I think but if, on but, a level, okay. I know that he's going to be like, well, this is the way I've been doing it. And if you're not comfortable, then there's a door. And so right? I have but to be then, ready to be able to go through the door.
1: You have to. But then you ask yourself, why would I want to stay with a man who between our relationship and myself mm-hmm. uh, can throw it all the way by the window, by the door, for one night with the boys and some exotic dancers? Then you ask yourself, why would I want to be with a guy like this?
3: Yeah.
1: you got to protect yeah, your dignity, girl. No, you're right. Okay. All right, Leila, best of luck. You know, very calmly. There's no need for yelling. But if he says to you, if you can accept it, that, you know, said, then we're done. And then, believe me, he'll run after you like crazy. He might even change his mind about the, the whole night. But you got to go to back it up.
3: Yeah. I appreciate so. it, Simon.
1: All right, Leila, thank you for calling. Best of luck. Have a good night.
3: Thank you, Simon. You too.
1: Coming up, we're going to go to Tanisha, Instagram DM because she is in a casual situation with a guy, but there is an issue and a question for me to answer. So her DM is next. So I got an interesting question from um, Tanisha in her Instagram DM at Rendezvous Radio. She goes, Bonjour, Simon. I'm in a casual situation with a guy where we hang out and ooh-la-la. But it's not serious. I'm starting to really like him, though. How do I go from casual to a real relationship? That's a good question. I'll answer next. So, Tanisha asked me a very good question. And I've been there. You may have been there, too. So, listen. She goes, you know, I'm in a casual situation with a guy. We hang out and we ooh-la-la. But it's not serious. She likes him a lot, though, and she's asking me, Simon, how do I go from a casual relationship to a real, serious, meaningful relationship? Well, It's a very simple thing to do. You talk about it. And it's like having the DTR, define the relationship. You say, listen, I need to talk to you. Guy's going to go, okay. And then you say, listen, this is how I feel. And you lay it out on the table. Don't be afraid to be rejected. Just say how you feel. Because especially us guys, we don't really guess much. So, you know, I feel good about it. Uh, I want it to be exclusive. I want us to be, you know, in a serious relationship. And then you reverse the question, how do you feel about it? And then both of you will either be on the same page or not, and you'll know what to do. But you've got to lay it out on the table. Best of luck. Calls are next. Bonjour, Tiana.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Tiana. What's going on?
4: Okay. Please tell me if I'm right or wrong, because my boyfriend has me actually thinking that I'm crazy. Um, okay. So whenever we're hanging out, he has this one friend in particular that, you know, he jokes around with me too much. Like, he calls me names, telling me I'm gaining weight, or tells me he doesn't like my hair. And, you know, I tell him, my hair's not for you. But I told my boyfriend, stop, because I don't really like it. I try to laugh it off and be a good sport about it, but I really don't like it. And I told my boyfriend. And... I really wanted him to defend me, but he's telling me to defend myself. Am I crazy?
1: No, you're not crazy. What can kind a of boyfriend easy? What is I that? <laughs> but then, you. listen. You ask yourself then, why would you want to date a guy who doesn't have you back?
4: Right. I want to feel protected, and I don't need. I told him I don't feel protected.
1: So, this is going to be cruel, but it needs to be told. Okay. You know, it's that. You are not the victim of anyone, so you can also leave this guy if things don't change, leave him that because you deserve better and this guy doesn't have you back if he doesn't have you back for something so little, what is it gonna be when it's something much bigger? I wouldn't trust him if I were you,
4: yeah, and everything else is perfect though everything else is great. This is the only thing and his friends he comes around maybe. Once or twice a month, but you know what? It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to keep arguing about it.
1: Yeah. Well, you gotta, you know, listen. You got Jenna, You gotta put the the, the load down. If you gotta put it down. If you don't lay it down like it is, he's not gonna learn. So it's like, hey, buddy, listen. Either you agree with them and it's passive aggressive, mm-hmm. and then we need to have a talk, or you don't have my back and we need to have a talk, or you change and you tell your friend, don't offend my girlfriend anyway. You'll deal with Thank me. You. And that, you know, there is no love without it. I mean, what what is this? I mean, the rest may be perfecto, but if I were you, I would get as upset as you or more, maybe.
4: Yes. Yes. I agree with you. But he's trying to make me seem like it's on me or tell me, ignore him. No, I'm not going to ignore him. It's no, too no, much. no.
1: And it episodes. is too much. Yes. Don't let anybody hurt your feelings. That That's Thank not going to happen.
4: That, well, <laughs> okay. Just, all Thank right. You.
1: Thank you, Tiana. You have a good night. You too. Au revoir. Au revoir. Coming up, we're going to go listen to Sarah's voicemail because she met a guy and something went wrong. So let's see what that is next. So Sarah left me a message with a question. Take a listen.
0: Bonjour, Simon. This is Sarah, and I need some love advice from you, so I'm hoping you can help me out. I have been going on a couple dates with this guy, and he's pretty great we go along i find him attractive um the catch is he is such a bad kisser it's like every choice he makes is wrong and i don't want to like shatter his confidence by telling him he's not a good kisser so I just want to know if someone being a really bad kisser is something you can get past, and I need some advice, so I'm going to be listening. Um, I hope you answer on the air because they listen to you all the time. Um, merci for all your help, Simon.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Merci, Sarah, for the voicemail. How do you uh, overcome uh, a bad kisser? <laughs> I'll tell you that next. Have you ever been with a bad kisser? and wonder what to do. The kiss was so bad. What should you do? So, Sarah, here's my answer to your question. Unless it's bad breath and it's a different story, but if it's just the technique of the kiss, I'm a guy, if I like you, and, you know, you think I'm a bad kiss, and you hold my, my head, and you show me nicely, and, you know, in, in, a, in a nice, how to say this, erotic way to kiss me, and. I'm going to follow your guidance so you can change a bad kisser if it's just a technique. Because if somebody likes somebody else, they will learn. Slow down, this, that. And listen, most guys think about one thing, not the kiss, the ooh, la, la. And so they will learn pretty quickly how to make you happy with the kiss so that one day they can ooh, la, la with you. All right, so keep the faith. Show him how to do it. He's not going to reject you at all. I guarantee that you call the next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, André. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, André. So I understand you have a romantic and, and love story to share with me. I'm all ears.
5: Yes, Simon. You know, listening to your show, I always love your perspective and your advice overall. And every time I listen to you i I'm more inspired to uh, French kiss my lady as opposed to just regular kissing her Ooh. and you know me is that i you know we we know that relationships can be stressful and full of tension, and we know this past year with COVID and everybody being in the house together and working from home and all that it, it's a lot of tension and stress, so what we mm-hmm. do is what me and my lady do is we give each other massages, and oh, you know nice. we set it up. Uh, officially, you know, just like a massage parlor, I ordered the tables from Amazon. Uh we get, you know, we get candles, uh we play warm soft music and flowers or rose petals. Uh we get wine and there's oils. And uh you know, we rotate. We rotate uh giving each other a massage, you know, um and and you know, after 20 minutes or whatever, and and mm-hmm. it and, and it just goes on. And it's it's really something that we do that really relieves tension and stress. Uh, it's, it's good bonding for us. It's romantic. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, one one thing I found is that um, I better get my massage first because uh, when we started doing it in the beginning, now we're mm-hmm. at our flow, but in the beginning, um, I would do the massage for her and she would fall asleep. <laughs> so,
4: um,
5: so it's like, oh, wait a minute. Let, let me get my massage first. And now what we're starting to do is we're doing it based off of weekends. So, hey, this weekend your massage is coming up. Next weekend her massage is coming up, or whatever it is. And um,
1: you know, we really like it, and that's that's what we do. And uh, mm. it makes love so good. Well, listen, um, this is romantic, and I'm glad you told me that story because I think many of my listeners will also can relate that they want the same thing with their partners. So, thank you so much, Andre. This is romantic, and it I think it's a great thing. So, thank you so much for sharing that story. Au revoir, Simon. Au revoir, André. Hey, do you tend to have your ooh-la-la with a new partner right away, or do you like to wait? Let's talk about that next. Question for you: Do you tend to have your ooh-la-la with a new partner right away, or do you like to wait to have the "oulala? By the way, the French say ulala, not ulala. But anyway, uh, you voted massively. Thank you on my social media at Monive Radio. Fifty-one percent of you said, "I wait." Forty-nine percent said, "I like to have my ulala right away." Yeah, you know, I believe that most guys would say, "The sooner, the better," and a lot of women might say, "You know, I like to wait a little." There's no gender in my survey, so I don't know who's voting for what, but. As a guy, I can tell you that. Thank you so much for voting and thank you for uh, staying with me that late. Always appreciate it. Had a great time tonight. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.